The perfect combination of versatile athleisure and training apparel has arrived. Thanks to the visionary minds of New Balance, Clutch Athletics, and Rich Paul, the designs reflect the heart of the athlete and the spirit of the community. With rising defensive stars Will Anderson and Chase Young on the roster, Clutch Athletics brings the best innovative gear to all athletes, giving them style and performance on and off the field. Learn more and purchase Clutch Athletics at NewBalance.com. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Pick 6 Podcast, CBS Sports Daily NFL Podcast. I'm Will Brinson. I'm your host. It is Thursday, July the 1st, and we're going to do some cornerback rankings jammed all up into feed. Tons of top 10 rankings from various positions around the NFL. If you're watching on YouTube, like the video. Hit the like button and tell us your top cornerbacks. Joining us now to talk cornerbacks, an expert in cornerback coverage, a host, or the host, excuse me, of all things covered. Do you guys co-host BMAC? Yeah, I, I think so. You know what I mean? I, I think that's the good part about having a team, a good team. You know, anybody can be the lead singer at any given time. That's true. Yeah, you can uh, you can jump in. I mean, it's all things covered with Patrick Peterson and Brian McFadden. Uh, your cousin, Pat P., now with the Minnesota Vikings. Still in mm-hmm. the you have a Pat P. jersey over your shoulder, as well as two PMAC jerseys and yep. two Super Bowl trophies. Um, I would say, one, the podcast is awesome. And what amazes me is that you can – I was, wa- I was watching, um, I'm trying to think. Oh, there's the Teddy Bridgewater stuff. Mm-hmm. You guys had Teddy B on, and he set flames to Matt Rule and the Carolina Panthers. Uh, but it was you know, ESPN, NFL Network. They were citing all things covered, which you freaking love to see. That's what you want is that, you know, like Sports Center saying, Teddy Bridgewater said on all things covered, the all things covered podcast. That's That's the dream, right? No question. Uh, And we've been fortunate enough to really be able to provide some type of national headlines, not on purpose, because we never, you know, uh, target a guest to try to get headline type of information. But, you know, just having a casual general conversation, sometimes they say things that they want to get off their chest and we just continue to, uh, you know, just get more from that story. You know what I mean? In, In a, in a, in a, friendly way you know what i mean similar yeah. to what you, you the, the discussions you may have in a barbershop or something that's like what that. i was gonna say like tom brady does the you want to keep that mfr in the you know, in the barbershop thing like that's the whole yeah. and that's what makes the podcast so good is that you and pat p have this very like you you guys know each other well and you have this very low-key vibe where even you know when you're talking to somebody over skype or zoom or or you know whatever it is that they feel comfortable enough not to let their guard down it's not that they're just they're going to say how they feel no question. Without, without feeling like they're in an interview. And that's what you want in a podcast. You yes, don't sir. want a rigid podcast. Uh, so who, let's see, you had Xavier McKinney last week. Yeah, New York Giants starting safety. Yeah. Yep. Alabama and, uh, Crimson Tide player, former player. And uh, coming up, CBS, CBS's, because not really CBS Sports, it's CBS's own James Brown. What, yes, sir. Uh, what, kind of, what kind of stuff can we expect from JB on the podcast? If people uh, you know, he's the ultimate professional. Uh, we kind of we tapped in uh, to his early days, you know, playing basketball. A lot of people don't know that he was a big time hooper. Uh, he actually had an opportunity in the, in the NBA. I won't reveal what team. You got to check out the interview uh, to listen to what team he tried out for and actually, you know, got on the court with. But he's been doing a lot of things, of course, with CBS, you know, one of the more respectable uh, personalities at the company. 
Uh, he's doing some other things, too, uh, that he revealed on the show. Um, and he's also involved in Major League Baseball, to say the least. That's what you call a tease. Mmm, spicy. That's a professional tease, be back. And uh, also, what did uh, Xavier McKinney hates the Cowboys, huh? He hates the Cowboys, no question. He's, I didn't know this. He actually revealed, revealed on the show. He thought the Cowboys were going to draft him, I think, with the 16th, 17th pick, whatever pick they were, they had. But, of course, they got C.D., Lamb. Yeah. They worked out fine. Uh, but, yeah, he feels some type of way with the, the Cowboys, and he talked about his first interception happening the final week of the season against the but Dallas get, Cowboys. Kick him out of the playoffs. Yep, yep. Mm, that's yep. See, that's something to watch because I mean, you I mean, you know this. This is how this works. Like Pete, Pete Prisco always says this. This is one of like the dumbest things I think Pete says. He's like, <laughs> guys don't get and Pete says a lot of dumb things. He's like, guys don't get more motivated by so I'm like, you're not that's a bold face lie. Right. Like, yes, Avery McKinney is gonna he's like, if you're if you need motivation to get hyped up, then it's like, what are you talking about? Of course you yeah. want motivation. It's per, it's more personal. It's personal. Yeah. He stated he felt some type of way because he actually thought, you know, he'll be a cowboy. Uh they didn't. Played against him, balled out. And I think, I don't want to assume, but I kind of hit on the fact that that motivation will always stay with him anytime he's lined up on the football field specifically. But when they're playing against the Cowboys as well, you know that's going to be a big-time matchup for him it, because he felt like you guys should have tra- drafted me. You didn't. So I got to try to make you pay. And so two two times a year, he's not that he's going to try harder. Everybody's yeah. trying hard, but he's going to get, like you say, he's going to feel some sort of way. There's going to be yeah, a, little, personal. a little extra motivation, a little extra juice rolling through the body. Yes, uh, sir. And, and you see that, look, cornerback rivalries, wide cornerback re- wide receiver matchups. We see this all the time. Let's look at some cornerbacks uh, who might have some, uh, maybe we'll find out if some of them have better rivalries towards other guys. But, you know, we'll, we'll start off with number 10, your your top 10 cornerbacks. Oh, actually, before we get there, who was the, t- the toughest names for you to leave off this list out of your top Ooh, toughest le- names for me to leave off and i'm and i did my rankings based on how well they played last year getting ready for this upcoming season right sure. so the t- one of the toughest names i had to leave off is marshawn uh, marshawn Lattimore. Mm. um played good football but didn't really play the type of football we've seen uh throughout his early professional career in new orleans um had a good year, but for him, it was a down year, to say the least. Uh, he didn't lead his team in PBUs, didn't lead his team uh, in, in, in uh, interceptions. Uh, but he played good football. But when you think about Marshawn Lattimore, you think about the top-tier type players at that position because he jumped in the league and he's been able to uh, display that skill set but didn't necessarily consistently display that skill set. So I left him off. I left Darius Williams off as well. Uh, the number two corner for the Rams. I mm. mean, he receives a lot of attention. The other right. corner for the Rams, right? The other guy, right? Yeah. And, you know, Jalen Ramsey is the, uh, the number one guy, but Darius has been playing real good football, an er- unheralded uh, uh, star in that, in that defensive backfield. Uh, but I left him off as well. You know what I mean? So you can't make everybody happy. William Jackson, uh, Byron Jones, you know, heck, I, I even had to leave Pat P off as well. So uh, it's a very, very sticky, sticky list. Uh, but when I look at my top 10 guys, well, I'm OK with it. I'm OK with it. I think I did a pretty good job based on how well these players played last year. Like I said, it's more about what they did last year, getting ready for this upcoming season. And look, credit to you as a professional. Because, you know, uh, I think I'm not going to name any names, Derek Carr <clears throat> or David Carr. But, uh, you know, sometimes people will put their family members ahead of business. You're not about that. You're here for a top 10. You got to be unbiased. Right. Like Pat, Pat P is 
Pat P was not you know, Pat P played like a top 10 cornerback last year. He'd still probably still be on the Cardinals. Now, mm-hmm. can he vault back up on the list? Absolutely. You know, Minnesota's a cornerback factory, but I think you did the right thing by not uh by not you could you could have snuck Pat P on there and I wouldn't have I mean I would have called you out, but you know, yeah. You're too professional. I gotta be. I gotta be unbiased here. I gotta be unbiased and going off the eye test. You know the ten guys that I have on that we will read off in a few. They're all deserving, but you can't make everybody happy when you only you only got ten spots. That's right. Uh, J.C. Jackson, your tenth ranked cornerback. I don't. Do you have a? Is it a breakout year last year? Feels like he. Yo. Yeah. Right. It's a breakout. Qualifies as a breakout year, right? Man, JC, yes, yeah. When you get nine picks, it's breakout something, (laughs) right? You get nine picks, it's breakout something. I think JC went to Maryland, if I'm not mistaken. The the reason why I had JC in my top 10 is this. He always finds the football. That's just who he is as a player. So think about this. Interceptions in three years. 17, yes. And think about this, Will. In three years, he's never been a consistent starter. You know what I mean? He played more of a starter. He had more of a starter role last year because of injuries in the secondary, but he's never been a consistent starter. You think at the the cornerback position for the Patriots, you know, was McCourty, Gilmore, and then the other guy who is J.C. Jackson. But nine picks uh, last year, 14 PBUs, as you stated, in three years, not being a consistent starter, 17 books. I mean, he finds the football. He is like a magnet on a refrigerator. Anytime the football is around, he's sticking on that football. And he's, do, he's done so well in doing that. And anytime you can create turnovers, turnovers, getting interceptions for a defensive back, cornerback, is the same as a pass rusher getting sacks. If you get sacks, you're going to open a lot of eyes. That's, a, that's how you win ball games. If you get interceptions, the same can be said for you being able to open eyes. And I couldn't leave JC off with nine picks. I couldn't. Well, and that's that's an interesting point, too. And it's it's sort of look, part of the problem is that there are, you know, you played cornerback. You know, you can watch film. You watch film your entire career. You can watch film and say, all right, like this guy's doing this and this. And, and we can all look at it and know that. The, the, but I guess my point is that it, it is like sacks and picks. That's going to move you up the list of people like when the average fan is looking at stuff and say, Oh, this guy's nine picks. He's clearly very good. 17 picks in three years. That's going to move you up. You know, it's going to get you paid. Um, And and that's, and it's going to get you involved in award stuff. And that's why he is on the list. Sometimes, you know, sometimes it's benefits you to be, to play across from a guy like Steph Gilmore across from a guy like Jalen Ramsey, because you're going to get more opportunities, Mm -hmm. even though opportunities can oftentimes be bad for JC Jackson. It's led to tons of picks at number nine. Denzel Ward of the Cleveland Browns. Feisty. Feisty. Feisty player. Yeah, I love his game. The one knock on Denzel is durability. Yep. Just staying in the lineup. He only played in 12 ball games, but Will, he gave you 18 PBUs. This is a guy that gets his hands on, on the football. 18 PBUs, uh, had two interceptions. Just imagine if he was able to play an extra four ball games. Clearly he would have had over 20. PBUs. He's the ultimate number one uh, corner in the secondary. Uh, he does not mind following opposing teams' best wide receivers, and he tackle tackles well. He goes and he competes, uh, but just not giving a full full season for him would have been super important. But yet and still, I could not leave. I could not not have Denzel in the top ten. So he made my top ten. He's number nine uh, easily. Could be higher, uh, but because of the injuries, only played twelve ball games. That kind of 
kind of knocked them a little bit. But he's one of the more talented guys in the cornerback position throughout the National Football League. Well, and, and he's never played more than 13 games in his career, which is yeah. that's, that's a problem. I mean, mm-hmm. it was, is it Parcells who said the best uh, uh, availability or the best ability is availability, right? No question. No you know, question. You, you got to be able to play. I mean, that's four games without your top cornerback. And, you know, that's why they went out and invested in the secondary. They drafted Greedy Williams last year. That you know, They want him, Greedy to be a complimentary piece to Denzel Ward. Mm-hmm. And I'm saying, I mean, look, D- Denzel Ward has just turned 24. He's still yeah. really young. Super and he's young. Got flash crazy talent. But th- I agree with you. The injuries are a concern. Is it possible his he's too aggressive for his size and that sort of contributes to the, the injuries or do you well, think it's sort of fluke stuff? You know, he throws his body around, which I, lo- I love. You know, he plays yeah. with a, re- a reckless nature sometimes. Uh, he just got to, you know, take care of his body. Got to stay in the weight room for a guy who might not be as bigger, as big as some of the other guys we will highlight. You got to stay in the weight room. You got to make sure your shoulders are together. Stay on that shoulder press machine. Uh, you make sure your, your your bench press is where it needs to be. Your 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 squat game, everything. Because when you're throwing your body around into these big backs, tight ends, and wide receivers throughout a 17 week season, it's going to take a toll on you. So you want to make sure you build your body up as much as possible to be able to handle uh, that type of damage. No doubt about it. Checking in at number eight, a big free agent signing for Dave. Big. Ironically, so Dave Gettleman, uh, the Giants general manager, drafted James Bradbury to replace um, Josh Norman. Thank you. How did I blank on Josh Norman's name? Yep. He didn't want to pay. Josh Norman pissed him off. He rescinded the franchise tag. He let Norman walk. He signs with Washington. And to replace him, he signs James, drafts James Bradbury, claiming he doesn't pay cornerbacks and you don't want to give cornerbacks a bunch of money. And then as soon as James Bradbury becomes a free agent, he gives James Bradbury a bunch of money. But it was a good signing. Great signing. Great signing. Bradbury's dynamic for the Giants last year, right? Huge. He was huge for the Giants last year. The thing I love about James Bradbury, uh, he didn't mind following opposing wide receiver, opposing offenses, number one wide receiver. Uh, he took uh, that challenge personally and he played well. I mean, he's number eight on my list, 18 PBUs, three interceptions, uh, a, a defense that definitely improved in the secondary. And he played a big part in their improvement in totality. He, he He's a big body corner, around 6'1", over 200 pounds. Uh, he has fluid hips, good feet. Uh, he locates the football and he competes and he does it quietly. Doesn't say one thing. And I think if he was a little more vocal, if he was a little more, you know, social media savvy, people will be talking more about him, in my opinion. But people do not talk Enough about James Bradbury based on how well he played last year. Like I said, man, three interceptions, eight PPUs, doing it following elite wide receivers anytime they faced off against a top-tier guy. Yeah, and that the Giants needed that. You know, they needed an influx. And I don't know if it's because of – I mean, do you, do you think that he – was it scheme that caused him to break out with the Giants? Because this is pretty rare where you – you know, you're a good cornerback – for a team for four years, and he, he was a good cornerback for Carolina, but he wasn't a top ten cornerback. Moves up and 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 gets to the Giants, and all of a sudden he just becomes a, you know a Pro Bowler, a, a top ten cornerback in the league. I mean, was it partially Patrick Graham's scheme? Any thoughts on that? Yeah, I think the scheme played a big part. Anytime you have a corner uh, that's making a transition to another organization, um, you want to utilize him the right way. That's the thing. 
If you're able to utilize him the right way, you will get the best he has to offer. And we see that all the time. We'll think about some of these talented draft prospects that we see play outstanding football collegially, go to the NFL, and they they look like a shelf of themselves. You know what I mean? Doesn't even don't look like the player that we saw on Saturdays because you get they don't they're not being utilized right the right way. You know what I mean? So it's not about the talent all the time. Talent is important. But if you got a guy who might not have the the most talent and you you put him in the right system, you can get quality sound production from that said player. And that's what we saw from James Bradbury. And I can't wait to see what he has in store in year two for the New York football Giants. Especially we don't have to deal with a uh, shortened offseason. At number seven, friend of the podcast. Marcus Peters. That's right. Marcus Peters. He's, Marcus been, on Peters. The, he's been on the pick six podcast. I only, only, you're only a friend of the podcast. If you come on the podcast, Marcus, actually Marcus Peters came on and I, this is bad. I'm telling all myself here at BMAC, but I was asking him, I was like, Oh yeah. So like, uh, you know, UW is kind of the, who's the, who's the coach now in Washington. Um, it's the old DB's coach. Uh, I'll look up a second, but he, um, uh, I was like, you know what you, he's, I was like, he did cranking out these, uh, um, I was like, they've been cranking out the uh, Jimmy Lake. I was like, they've been cranking out all these all these cornerbacks. Like Jimmy Lake's turned into Washington a cornerback U factory. I've forgotten that he he may have, may have attacked Jimmy Lake when he was in college. Uh-huh. He's like, I don't want to talk about that. I was like, oh, I forgot, I forgot. I'm sorry. Uh, anyway, Marcus Peters, an absolute ball hawk. Not maybe not the best year for him in 2020. First full season uh, with with the Ravens was uh, ridiculous when he got to Baltimore. Um, Maybe I guess it was sort of a bit of a letdown in 2020 versus the 20 second half of 2019 when he played with the Ravens. But listen, one thing about Marcus Peters, you can guarantee he will guarantee at least three interceptions. He has 31 picks. Yes. Yes. <laughs> he, he's gonna get you worst case scenario, three three books. Yeah. He's go, he just finds the football. And out of those three interceptions, one probably will go back to the house. For touchdown, dude, he <laughs> averages per year 136 interception return yards. Wow, he's led the league in return yards three times. He's had 280 his rookie year, 210 in 2019. Last year was his worst season. He only had 17. Huh. Yeah, weird. only yeah, but gave you still gave you four interceptions for sure. You know what I mean, the the football, he whenever he's playing. And it's almost like when you watch Marcus Peters play, uh, he's so ball savvy, uh, especially when he's playing off technique. If you throw the football to his side, you hold your breath because you're like, oh, he might get it every time. I don't care who they're playing against. He just has that that knack about him that he's always around the football. And I had to have him in my top 10. Uh, He's number seven because of his ability to consistently get his hands on footballs. He's he's a he's a gambler and I love it. Oh no question. He, would, he, 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 he should be playing in Vegas because he loves to gamble. <laughs> I mean, it does, and sometimes it can burn you a little bit, but I think you know the it go you know, go back to like landing spot and usage. You know, the team that uses him, not saying you want to shade help to his side, mm-hmm. but you do know that he is gonna try and jump the jump the route, try and get that ball. And, and sometimes that can burn you. You don't you mm-hmm. just don't want it to happen on like a, a go route where he jumps it early and you get torched for a touchdown. One one thing I can say about Marcus Peters, he's been playing more disciplined football in mm-hmm. the in a Ravens uniform. It seems like he's communicating more and he's taking calculated 
chances, not right. reckless chances. And because of that, he's he's been where he needs to be more more than none. So, yeah, he's number seven on my list, man. And and, and I just love the way he attacks the football. Yeah. And it's it's entirely possible. And you know, having Marlon Humphrey across from him uh, is huge. Yes, of course. We'll get to Marlon Humphrey in a minute. Uh, but first, number six, Steph Gilmore, a, a drop in play in 2020 for Gilmore. And now he's got the contract thing looming with the Patriots. But in 2019, he was the defensive player uh, of the year as a cornerback. So there yeah. was naturally going to be a little regression. It was a big time for him, big time drop, but it was more about injuries. He only played in 11 ball games and some of the games he played and he wasn't himself, but he's still a top tier cornerback, right? He's still a proven number one. He's a guy that can take your best wide receiver and efface them out of the ball game. So because of what he's done, especially like you said in that uh, defensive player of the year, uh, uh, a season that he had was huge. And he still has that same skill set, but we just didn't see it like we thought we would because he was dealing with so many different injuries and missing ball games. But he's, yeah. I, 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 I don't think there will be one analyst, one expert, one fan, if you had to rank your top 10 cornerbacks that would be bold enough to leave Stefan Gilmore off. Oh, you would hope not. That would be wild. And again, he's in a contract year. He's a little bit older. We don't know that the Patriots are going to give him a big extension, but it would be pretty surprising if the Pats just moved on from him or traded him. I mean, don't you think this is a situation where Belichick figures out a way to get him, a, you know, get him some cash, make him happy, get him in a training camp. Yeah. The Patriots want to win this year and Stefan Gilmore helps them win if he's healthy and happy. Yeah, you move some money up, you move some money around to uh, increase his salary for this season, and then you worry about everything after this season. But if you don't have Stephon Gilmore in your secondary, especially some of the pieces they lost, some of the new pieces they've added, uh, your defense won't be as good. It, it, yeah, we take a huge step back. All right, let's take a quick break. When we come back, BMAX top five cornerbacks in the NFL. The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads ensure you can take on any adventure. Available H-Track all-wheel drives you can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud. Standard third-row seating so your whole family can experience the thrill together. Available dual wireless charging pads so no one gets stuck in the great outdoors with a dead phone. Whether you're tailgating out in the dirt lot, Carter Finley, shout out Carter Finley, or whether you're whitewater rafting, taking the entire family on an adventurous trip, maybe you're out camping at Mount Rogers. I used to go as a kid, wish my parents had a Hyundai Santa Fe. The Hyundai Santa Fe is perfect for your family outing. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Marlon Humphrey, we mentioned, is when we're talking about Marcus Peters, he checks yep. in at number five for you. Man, the Ravens have just drafted some studs uh, recently, and Humphrey is no, certainly not an exception. Uh, is it 
he and he and Peters, you mentioned, I know you said Peters play more disciplined. I think you're right. But Humphrey, Humphrey's a nice yin and yang with Peters' aggressive style, right? No question. No question. The thing I love about Peters and Humphrey, they, they can coexist in the same secondary. The thing yeah. that I love about Marlon is that he's so versatile. You know, he can play outside, he can move in inside and won't give any drop off in productions in, in production. And he tackles well. I mean, he's a ball searching defender. Anytime he's tackling you, he's trying to search for the football. He has a little bit of that Charles Peanut, Peanut Tillman uh, punch into yeah. his game. He has a little bit of that Charles Woodson punch in his game. And he, anytime he tackles wide receivers, it's not about just bringing them down. It's about trying to create a turnover. Uh, he's a do it all type of corner he he's one of the more balanced corners in the national football league and because of that and how consistent he's been uh he has to be in your top five how about the 2017 draft class producing Tredavious white marlon humphrey and marshawn Lattimore wow. and a Dory jackson if, you know, if you, that's a pretty stout first yeah. round in terms of cornerbacks coming no out. question uh kevin king as well although the packers fans might not be as enthralled about that um, yeah, Humphrey, Humphrey, and and Peters is that the best tandem in the NFL, or would you give the nod to? I guess you could go maybe. You could. I mean, you got you okay. Got, okay, so look, so I'll say this: I would give the nod to Baltimore because both guys would easily be in everyone's top seven, top eight. Yeah, when you look at the top corners of the National Football League. Uh, close number one, I would have the Rams. Mm-hmm. Um, With uh, Williams, William, Ramsey and Williams. Ramsey and Williams. Um, the Dolphins have to be there with Howard. The Dolphins would be a close one as well. Jones and Howard. Uh, anybody else that I'm I think if there's another. I, I can tell you who. <laughs> I mean, if they play. If they play some, hey, look, look here. If they play some pretty good football this year. Freaking on the Broncos. You got oh, Kyle Fuller. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got Sertan. You got uh Ronald Darby. Yep. Uh Callahan, Brian Callahan. You got and, you got and four Kyle guys. Fuller. Kyle, yeah. Fuller. And Kyle Fuller. Kyle Fuller, Pat Sertan Jr., Darby, Brian Callahan. They, they got some ballers at the, the cornerback position for them as well. But yeah, uh, that's good. In terms of like one to five, that's yeah. Probably, oh, yeah. That's they're, probably they're the, the deepest, but the best duo. I'll go Baltimore, followed by Miami, then the Rams. I think that's I think that's probably correct. Am I missing something? I'm just trying yeah. to make sure we don't leave you by off. Um, no, I think that's the right answer. Good call. Uh, okay. Speaking, the other, the, I was just double checking to make sure Buffalo wasn't squatting on some somebody we were forgetting about, along with Tre'Davious White, who checks in as your number four cornerback. Mm-hmm. The only knock on Tre'Davious White is that he shouldn't have signed that contract as early as he did because then Marlon Humphrey signed a much, much bigger one after he signed his. And he was probably like, oh, no, what have I done? Hey, I mean, Humphrey, Humphrey signed – so Trey White signed a 70, almost $69 million deal, 17.25 per year. And then Marlon Humphrey, again, same draft class, same age, pretty identical production, immediately signs a $97.5 million contract. Well, let me ask you this question. That would hurt. Let's say hypothetically speaking, I give you a lottery ticket. Worth sixty million dollars. Mm-hmm. Would you wait a full year to cash that lottery ticket in? No, I would cash that lottery ticket in right away. Trey White had to go get it. He couldn't say, "Yo, I want to wait and let someone else sign so I can trump their deal." They offered him more than serviceable money, more than fair money. He had to go get it. 
They offered him generationally life-changing money. A lottery ticket. Yeah. Like you're great. I mean, in theory, a $70 million contract should ensure, along with your former, you had a first round contract too, which is not nothing to shake your head at, right? Like 20 million, 15, 20 million. Um, in theory, your grandkids shouldn't have to worry about working. Yeah. And you got to look at it like this. Anytime you sign these mega deals, you may be the highest paid player at your position, maybe for one year, if that. Yeah. Right. That's true. That's true. Yeah. Uh, and he did top everybody else. The, you know, that we talked about the Byron Jones and Xavier Howard. Oh, anyway, let's talk Trey White's. Trey, Trey, Trey White's a stud, man. He's a, he's a stud. Uh, I love his game. Uh, he plays off technique well. He's He plays bump and run well. Um, You know, he continues to develop, be one of the consistent defenders in the National Football League. I, re- I, re- I really feel like this Buffalo Bills defense this year would be a real good unit. Uh, we didn't really see the stout defensive dominating play we thought we would see uh, yeah. throughout the entire season because there were so many injuries to guys on every level of the defense. But Trey White, man, he has a chance to have like an all-pro type year this season. And, and the thing with Buffalo that I thought was really smart about their offseason was mm-hmm. they, w- they went and added in the draft, first round Gregory Rousseau and second round Boogie Basham. He, he, Carlos is going by Boogie. That's how he wants to go by. Yeah, we're going to call him Boogie. I say, you want to be called Boogie, we'll call you Boogie. Those are two bigger defensive linemen. And that was really the only weak spot for them was their their in their defensive line was just a little bit smaller. Mm-hmm. And, and they didn't quite have the pass rush that I think they need to. But now you look at it, it's a complete unit. They brought Matt Milano back. Um, you know, there's nothing, there's no reason this Bills defense couldn't be top five in the league again. I agree. If they stay healthy with the additions you mentioned, I think they would be better in rushing the passer, getting sacks. Uh, uh, Leslie Frazier has been doing a real good job there in Buffalo defensively. So I'm excited about this group coming up. Yeah. And I, I, we always do the, you do the top 10 break, like the breakout defenses on the show. Um, mm-hmm. I think we've done the last two years and Buffalo would be a perfect, cause I think they finished outside the top five. So he was like, you know, this is the team where the surprise team that could be number one, uh, maybe surprise. I don't know. You, you gotta, you gotta bring me back on when we do top the breakout defenses. Cause you remember a few years I gave you that Chicago, <laughs> I gave you that, I gave you that bears. Yeah. insight and they just that was the, what was that like two years ago three years ago they had that it was, it unbelievable was, defense it, they went from like 15 or 20 to number one or something yeah. crazy like that yeah exactly yeah i got something in store for you already though i, I like it i like it number three cornerback <sighs> you can actually argue this is where things this yes top, the top five is kind of snug but i think the top three is real snug i a lot of people might have jair alexander who you have at three is number one Listen, man, I love Jair's games. Coming out of Louisville, I love this game coming out of Louisville. Uh, talented player. He plays bigger than his measurables. Uh, plays with a big heart. He tackles well. Uh, he does everything you want a corner to do. You know what I mean? And it was hard having him number three. But if you had him number two or one, I'm okay with it. That's how good he is. But me, for my list, I have Jair number number three. Not because he's not good enough to be higher, but because the other two guys just, in my opinion, play better football. That's it. Nothing and, wrong and, with it. And, and like I said, there's no wrong answer when you look at my top three. I think if you want to have move a guy around here or there, I'm okay with that. But Jair, yeah, he's a top-tier player. And you talk about, you know, Trey White getting that huge deal and, and Marlon Humphrey got that huge deal. You know the deal that Jair is trying to get is that Jalen Ramsey deal. You know what I mean? Getting around. I think Jalen gets around 19, 20 million per year, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, Jair Alexander is the next up. He's the next big time player at the cornerback position that's going to get paid nicely. 
Jair is still on his rookie deal, which was $12 million total. He's getting a hundred million dollar deal. Yes. From, I mean, he's, he's the, he's the rare guy. I think who could say, I want more than Jalen Ramsey. No I want to be a $20 million player. Um, and I don't know that the Packers will have much of a leg to stand on. Here's a, here's a good stat for you, courtesy of pro football focus in 2020, including green Bay's two postseason games. So we're talking a uh, total of 17 games for Jair Alexander. You he said allowed, two, you said two. So, so eight he, only, he only played 15. Last okay. Year. Okay. Gotcha. Plus the two playoff games. He allowed 353 receiving yards in coverage <laughs> over 17 games. That is ridiculous. And he played 600 coverage snaps. That's in, wow. an insane. Consistency. Yeah, exactly. Consistency, a, a breakout season for him where he elevated himself into a top tier cornerback and reflected in the rankings. Number two, Ooh. a guy, a, this is a, a, we talked about the contract situation. This is one where, you know, look, you sign a, sign a contract. As you point out, you might be the highest paid player. Somebody's going to get paid more than you. And Xavier Howard now is miffed with the Dolphins after signing a his new deal kicked in last year. But he 2019. Signed, no, he, he signed, signed that extension in 2019. In 2019. It kicked in in 2020. Yeah, he's he, not even the highest paid play, corner on his team, though. Well, that's what he's mad about, I think. He's like, look, you got to pay me more than Byron Jones. I'm sorry. And the yeah, Dolphins. Like, oh, but, yeah, I mean, my thing is this. When the Dolphins decided to give Byron Jones the money they gave him, you knew either – Xavier Howard gonna be if he would feel some type of way, especially if he outperforms Byron Jones, or he'd be quiet if he if he didn't, because he won't have anything to stand on. Man, Xavier Howard is my number two corner in the National Football League. He had 10 interceptions. Need I say more? 10 interceptions. Man played a full season. He went six games without getting an interception. He had a stretch where he had four straight ball games with at least one interception. Then he had another stretch. Five games where he got at least one interception. This man balled out. Ten interceptions, 20 PBUs, and one game that I really, really loved from Xavier Howard. When they played Kansas City and he was called to follow Tyreek Hill. Tyreek Hill did have a touchdown, but in seven targets, he only caught three. He had 78, 79 yards, but if you're able to shadow the most electrifying man in football and only give up three receptions playing against money, Pat Mahomes, you did your job and he did his job and he had an unbelievable, I think it was a one handed interception in that ball game. So what Xavier Howell was able to do double digit picks. I mean, think he touched the football 30 times. When you talk about passes, 30 times he touched the football. Led the league in PBUs and interceptions. That is a beastie season. And you're right. I mean, you, like the Dolphins were in that game against the Chiefs. Yes, they were. Winning, they were, they were winning yep. nothing early on. They resorted to using Tyreek Hill on on, uh, on jet sweeps. They had like mm-hmm. a big hit. They were trying a, to move him around. Yeah, the, they, were up, they were down 10 nothing. He had that, uh, that jet sweep rushing touchdown. And so then all of a sudden, you know, you're really throwing Xavier Howard in to complete the touchdown pass. But yeah, he was, he was fantastic. And do you think they pay him or, I mean, what, what is the solution here if you're the Dolphins? Because I'm pretty sure they have enough cash where they could make it happen. That's the thing. I, I don't know if, because you're paying Byron Jones like almost 18 million per year, right, Will? Yeah. So you would have to eclipse that deal. Now, Byron's now, at 16.5 and Xavier Howard's at 15. 
15. So so Byron Jones what? Byron Jones is 16-5. 16-5. Okay, I'm sorry. So, no, no, sir. Yeah, and, and Xavier Howard is at 15. So you, you got to find a way to make him high, to give him a higher salary than Byron Jones because he's a better player. Yeah. That's it's plain, it's plain simple. Plain there's no other reason to 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 have a throw out. He is a better cornerback. If I mean, if you and I were on the same team and both playing cornerback, same flag football team, and you're making fifteen dollars a game, and I'm making twenty dollars a game. Now, what are we doing? Yeah, no, you, I mean, you're going to the. You're going to be like, listen, guys. I'm what so, are we doing? Princeton's fine. <laughs> I mean, like, I, I'm not. You're going to need twenty five in bare minimum. Probably more like forty. Hey, there, hey, and up, also too. Hey, well, you got to factor in. Remember last year in the draft, they used a first rounder on a corner as well. Oh, that's right, Noah. Ibnagani. Ibnagani from Auburn. Yes, that's right. They used one and of they brought and first they first brought in this year McCordy. From the Patriots. Yep. Hey, if I'm Miami, if you can't pay the man, I'll give him a bump in his salary. Why don't you trade him to New England and you guys get Stephon Gilmore in return? Oh, there you go. Then you got to pay Steph Gilmore, of course, too. I mean, yeah. I think Steph would take the 15 for this year and compared to the seven that he's supposed to get, right? Yeah. You yeah. double his money. And again, the tough part for Xavier Howard, he signed that contract extension before his fifth-year option season. So then he played his fifth-year option. Well, he didn't have a fifth-year because he was second-rounder. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. Okay. He, but he, when he signed his contract, he had one more year left on his rookie deal. Yeah. And it, they didn't replace it. And so he he played that last year of his rookie deal, and then the contract kicked in. Now he got the signing bonus, of course. Now, but get this though, Will, he was kind of in a, between a rock and a hard place because he had an injury. That's you know right. what I mean? That he that he sustained right before they offered that contract. So when you had that type of injury, I think it was to his knee or something like that. You know, and it wasn't bad money. It's just the timing of the deal. Right, exactly. And it just, a couple more deals kicked in. It, exactly. It's not bad money. Oh, that's right, because he only played five games in 2019. Yep. After a, after a really good 2018 season. Mm-hmm. And so if you're him, you're thinking, man, like I want to I want to You got to go get it. You got to say yes to the deal. Again, as you point out, you don't want to squat on a, a lottery ticket for a year. You want get your get your money. I don't know one person that would say, yes, I'll sit on this lottery ticket for a full year. Who, who, who's doing that? I mean, it's the same problem as like Daniel Hunter. You know, it's like they will try to get paid now because yeah. you, you got to get, if you're an NFL player, you got to get paid when you can get paid. No uh, doubt. Finally, the number one cornerback on your list. I, I don't think a surprise for anybody. Number one in your heart, number five in your playbook. <laughs> that's right. That's right. He switched numbers. Jalen Ramsey, the ultimate alpha dog at the cornerback position. Like, I can highlight how well he covers wide receivers, how well he plays the football. But first thing I want to highlight about Jalen Ramsey and why he is number one on my list outside of those coverage aspects, he tackles. The best tackling cornerback I've seen in a long, long time. He is so consistent in his tackling. Reminds me a lot of Antoine Winfield, but a different tackling style. He tackles running backs like their wide receivers. Uh, he attacks wide receivers to inflict pain on them. The game is personal. Every play is personal for Jalen, and I love he play. I love the way he plays because you feel the intensity coming from him. And then when it comes to playing against opposing you know, teams' best threat, he takes that. He loves that. He loves that challenge. So Jalen Ramsey, I think he's the – he might not have the numbers like an Xavier Howard, you know, or J.C. Jackson, some of these other guys that I highlighted. But you talk about you had 
to you need one corner and you're playing against the who's of who the dk metcalfs of the world uh the deandre hopkins of the world the stefan diggs of the world uh Devontae adams whoever and you can pick any corner for that one game i think the consensus would take would pick Jalen. I agree completely. He had a monster season last year. The one thing about Ramsey is that even though he he does shadow these number one receivers, is he's not going to see as probably as many throws. There's a lot of times where teams avoid it, right? I mean, where teams don't want to throw his direction. Yeah. I mean, you know, sometimes he gets targeted, sometimes he don't. But the thing I love about the way he plays, he makes everybody better. He's the second best player on the defense. And that's no knock to him, but the first play is Aaron Donald. That's right. That's right. That's, but 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 think about their defense from a year ago. They were a top-tier unit, right? You didn't worry about the run because you had Aaron Donald. You didn't worry about the pass because you had Jalen. And everything else just kind of follow, you know, just got in line. You know what I mean? And so that top-tier defense, when you look at top-tier defense, you usually got at least one top-tier guy. They got two. And they had to let two guys in Troy Hill and John Johnson go basically because they had these elite uh, level, yeah, Taylor Ramsey and Aaron Donald guys. You have to, I mean, you have to pay them. You can absolutely, yo, losing JJ is a huge loss though. John yeah. Johnson, oh, yeah, wow, he can, he can go, he yeah. can ball. They've got a, their, their defense is pretty sick though. And it starts with Jalen Ramsey, who easy number one cornerback going in. And, and you know what? It's, uh, he is not going to play. Obviously, Brandon Staley's gone. It had a great season his first year with Brandon Staley. But it, correct me if I did. Re, did you? Did you work with Raheem Morris? Was Raheem Morris in Pittsburgh when you were there? You know, what funny, funny story with Raheem. Raheem was a part of Tampa Bay when I played in the Senior Bowl. Ah, he was okay. a part of the staff. Okay. Mike Tomlin was a DB coach. He was the assistant DB coach. He was like the corners guy, something that, like that. That's the he connect. was a card I holder. He, I knew he and Tomlin were really. I knew he and Tomlin were or were married at the hip, but I couldn't remember if it was in Pittsburgh or somewhere else. It was, yep, it was Tampa. Okay, okay. Um, and so, yeah, but I mean, Raheem Morris, a heck of a defensive coordinator mm-hmm. and, and, a, and a smart guy who will know how to utilize Jalen Ramsey in in, uh, in 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 Los Angeles. So Jalen Ramsey probably would be fine in 2021. No question. Uh, all right, BMAC. Awesome stuff as always. Make sure and go check out the All Things Covered podcast with Pat P and BMAC. It is excellent stuff as always. Casual, like a casual but deep dive conversation. James Brown, Xavier McKinney, amongst other big names. Uh, always a pleasure, man. Appreciate you talking. Appreciate you taking the time. Uh, thank you for having me, Will. Hope you enjoyed my top ten. I did. It was fantastic. See you, BMAC. Yes, sir. CBS Wednesday. We have so many cool, diverse people from different backgrounds, different beliefs, different upbringings, and it just keeps growing. I'm a citizen of the United States. I'm a hustler. I'm a big Taylor Swift fan. I'm the queen of the tribe. I am playing whatever role I gotta play. I'm gonna play this game for speed. I ain't going down like no punk. A new Survivor Wednesday on CBS and streaming on Paramount+. Plus. 